Welcome back to the Undiscovered Sound. Right now, it is time for my interview with Jordan from Them Evils. Jordan, what's going on, man? Oh, you know, not much. Just waking up, drinking my coffee, protein shake, and uh, sitting in front of the fan because it's so goddamn hot down here in Southern California. Your new EP, Rolling Stone and Living Free, came out recently, and it was produced by the late Kato Kandawala, known for his work with bands like The Pretty Reckless, Pop Evil, and Drowning Pool. What was it like working with Kato? Um, working with Kato was probably one of the best experiences we've had as a band. Um, he was like the fourth member. You know, uh, we'd go into the studio and him and I would be in like in, in the in the amp room and me and him would just hash out riffs until the song sounded good. And uh, I mean, he just had a way with creating harmonies and he knew what notes you should sing over like transitions and certain parts of the song. You know, he was just, he was a well-rounded musician, well-rounded producer, and uh, yeah, we miss him very much. And it's, you know, very unfortunate, but the show goes on and he was the man. He was the greatest of all time. Got Me Rockin', one of the singles from the new EP, which we've featured here on the show, has been getting lots of traction on playlists and stations all over. Can you give us the meaning behind the track? Pretty much just about picking up a girl and uh, going on a joyride and drinking beer and knowing that her dad hates you. It's like uh, you're the guy that the girls would never bring home to their parents. So we had to write a song about it because us three growing up listening to rock and roll, that's how we fell all the time. And no one really liked us, especially girls' parents.
them evils with their track got me rocking as we continue to speak with Jordan from them evils. I was reading you guys caught the attention of Zach Wild and got to tour with Zach Sabbath last year. Tell me a little bit about that and what that meant to you guys. Um, well, it all came about because Blasco saw us in 2016 at Louder Than Life in, I believe it was Kentucky. Um, we were sound checking and he heard our single Untold and he came out of his bus and was like, you know, what's that? So he come, came and checked out. And then we played our set and he was side stage for us the whole entire time. And he was like, hey, sign my tits to me because he was on my side of the stage. And after the show, we exchanged contact information. He asked what was going on, who managed us, how we got all these shows and stuff. Um, and then a year later, we saw him at Rock on the Range in Ohio. And we ran up to him and we were just talking about, you know, Black Sabbath, Zach Sabbath, you know, Ozzy and all that stuff. And he was like, yeah, we're actually doing a Zach Sabbath uh, tour here in a few months. You guys would be perfect. And we were just like, oh, definitely put us on there. Two weeks later, we got the offer. Um, we went on a tour for about a month and a half, I believe. And to this day, it's my favorite tour. Um, Zach Wilde, he was just a monster. So I got to watch one of my guitar idols on stage every night. And he's just a super cool dude to talk to. Um, Blasco's a rad dude. Their whole crew was just amazing. Um, all the shows were great. They were almost, they were, yeah, all the shows were almost sold out. And um, we played in front of like uh, 2,500 people almost every night. Some of the shows were smaller. Um, yeah, it was, just, it was just a crazy tour, man. It was a blast. And uh, the crowd interaction was amazing, and they really dug us. So. so many great rock festivals happened this year, and you guys got to take part in them including on the main stage at Rock on the Range and appearing at Welcome to Rockville and Carolina Rebellion. How was the crowd reaction at these festivals? Um, the crowd reaction at festivals are always good, man. They have like this the same similar energy. Everyone's there to just go see music, you know, so they're always going to have a good time. Um, and we, we catch them earlier in the day, so they're all full of energy. And, uh, you know, we make sure that they have their... Their hands in the air, their heads are banging. And um, when we played, I believe it was Rock on the Range, it was our first stadium show ever. So we opened up the main stage because our show got canceled due to rain. And I was shaking in my boots. I was just like, holy shit, this is the first stadium show ever. Um, we, we weren't really promoted because it was like, it was uh, the previous day they changed our set. So. We played right before Tyler Bryant, but we still played to, you know, three, 400 people into a stadium. And then when Tyler Bryant went on, of course, the whole damn stadium filled up. But it was still, it was still an amazing experience. And for um, DWP and Danny Wimber to, to do that for us and help us out is really amazing because a lot of other bands got canceled and they didn't even get to make up their show. So it was, uh, we're really thankful for that. And it was a blast. It was an experience we'll never forget for sure. Now, I know from being backstage at some of these festivals myself, it's like a big family back there and new friends being made. Did you guys get to chat with any bands you've looked up to over the years at any of these festivals? Oh, yeah, we definitely do. Um, I mean, we're on the same playing field as all those guys now, you know, so it's not like hard to go up to them and say, hey, this is what we do. 
you know, you can't go up to them and fanboy because they kind of have that, you know, all oh, this guy's just blowing smoke up my ass. You just go up there and you're like, hey, what's going on, you know? But I will say, I did see Jerry Cantrell and William Duvall from Alice in Chains, and I was shaking in my boots, and I couldn't articulate any words when I uh, when I went up to him, and I was just like, Jerry, you, uh, uh, I, yeah, I just I couldn't even speak. He's like, dude, you're fucking retarded, and just said thank you and walked away. <laughs> Uh, it, was, it was pretty hilarious, but yeah, I mean, just go up there, go up to people, hang out, and see what time they're playing. Most of them are really cool dudes. Another great track off your EP, Rolling Stoned and Living Free, is the third track, Gets Me High. Can you give us the meaning behind this track? Um, Yeah, that one really, that was about, what I had in mind when I was writing it was, I grew up in Vegas with Jake. Um... You know, and you grow up pretty pretty fast there. It's Sin City, so we always did a lot of dumb shit like drink and do drugs and go skip out on school and stuff like that. And you just had women around all the time, so it was kind of just uh, hanging out in Vegas, getting fucked up and being with chicks and getting high.
Them evils with their track gets me high. As we continue to speak with Jordan from Them Evils. As I mentioned earlier, your music is getting added to so many playlists, including Spotify Rock Hard, Loudwire Wired Weekly, and Apple Music Breaking Hard Rock. And along with those achievements, some great support from Kerrang! and Rock Revolt. I imagine all these great things makes you guys want to keep pushing to achieve more great things. Oh, definitely. We keep the ball rolling. You know, when, when good things happen, it's just it's more inspiration for us. You know, I, I see a lot of bands, like, certain things happen to them, and they kind of just, like, they, they go to a standstill. They're like, oh, that already happened. We're good. You know, like, good things are going to keep coming. We don't have to work for it. But, you know, you got to keep working. you got to keep pushing through. And shit happens. Sometimes things are fast, and you're busy, and you're working all the time. You're getting all the attention, and sometimes things are slow. You're not playing any shows. You're at home wondering if you're going to go out on the road again. If people even listen to your music still, but you just got to keep working hard, keep writing new music for people to listen to, and keep putting yourself out there. Keep making social media posts, staying relevant on all that stuff, and doing interviews and talk to all your fans. Make sure you're selling records. Stay up to date on your your uh, your website and sell merch and all that stuff. So yeah, it's constant work. You just got to keep pushing through. Now the last track on the record, one I've also been digging, Practice What You Preach. What's this song about? Um, I wouldn't say there's necessarily a story. I mean, it, I'm, I'm sure it was inspired by just breaking up with a girlfriend and getting fucked over and saying, you know what, I'm not dealing with this. Um, that's kind of what a lot of our songs are about. But I feel like the words for that song specifically are really about that, you know, um, just kind of getting fucked over by anyone, you know, not just a girlfriend specifically, but, you know, a close friend, a family member, a co-worker, and you just kind of get shit on and you come back up and you just say, fuck you, man. Should have never let you in 
with their track practice what you preach as we continue to speak with jordan from them evils as we wrap up here you guys have been constantly touring with bands like the pretty reckless alter bridge 10 years and many more and i saw you have some dates coming up with steel panther yes we have two dates with steel panther next month i believe it's santa cruz and san luis obispo those guys are rad dudes we've uh, played a few shows with them before last year and it was a blast. They always pull a great crowd, and those people are there to party, so we have a good time. The band is called Them Evils. These guys will be doing a lot. Definitely look out for them. Thanks for joining me, man. Dude, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure, dude. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, hear a portion of my interview with Derek from the band Messer. 